You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Okay, so we are continuing with our, with our series this morning, Breaking Molds, Breaking Limitations. <clears throat> I'm going to be sharing on what I entitle, What is Your Territory? What is Your Territory? We're going to start in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Read from verse 1 to 3, and then we'll carry on verse 4 and 5. So, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Read as follows. After the death of Moses, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, over the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them. Moses, my servant, is dead. dead. Now, therefore, arise. It is time to arise. Amen. Go over the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Hallelujah. So here we see that God has, God has spoken to him. Joshua, obviously Moses you know, is dead, clearly. Um, if you didn't know that before, you can see that from the passage. So Joshua is now taking over. He's got to lead the Israelites into the promised land. But what God is saying is he's got a specific piece of land, an area, a territory for the Israelite nation. So is it? Oh, good. Um, to the land which I'm giving you, the children of Israel. So there's a specific piece of land which he's given them that they need to occupy. They need to go take charge of. But here's the powerful thing. This is what excites me. There's a grace for them to be able to go in that specific land. So the one next door might look nicer. <clears throat> the one on the other side might be easier. The one on the other side, you know, you may have got, uh, I don't know, you, your friend recommended it, you know, whatever. They've, I don't know, heard some good stories or something, whatever. But it's not the land that God has spoken to you about. That's where grace operates. Amen. That's where empowerment comes. And there's, there's so much connected with that. And that's what we're going to unpack this morning. So what I'm... This is in line with what we've been speaking about, about, you know, double in 90 days. Amen. So we're talking about double, so, and there are various things of that. But what we want to try and unpack today is, okay, so where do I apply that? Where, where do I look? Where do I need to focus on so that not only, you know, I can play my part in adding numerically here to the church, but also all the things that are promised as I, you know, double in 90 days, I will see those manifest in my life. So where is that error? What do I prioritize? Where do I prioritize? So I can get the maximum out of it. Amen. So if we just cast our minds back quickly, what we've been all around fruitfulness. That in itself is enough. Can I get, I don't know, can I get an amen? Is it, okay. I mean, just, 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 I mean, if there's nothing else that is attached with, that is attached with um, Dublin 90, all around fruit, I mean, that's all around. So fruit is what your life produces. So, I mean, you can pretty much put any, almost put anything in that basket. All-round fruitfulness, there's not very much I can think of that's left out of that. So that by itself is enough to get excited. Fruit, and just imagine, what does fruit look like? Fruit is healthy, it's exciting. Fruit in every area of your life. Just that by itself is enough to get excited. Amen. So it's all-round fruitfulness. It's uh, double anointing. I don't know who of you want to, want to increase the anointing in your life. Amen. The, 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 the anointing that, well, some of it, yeah, I was going to say the anointing that flows, 
in worship. Some of us still need to start there, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this season will be our season. I guess we will, we will find out. So that was a very big joke. There's not even, a, that's not even, yeah. Ask my family. They'll tell you why that's not a good idea. So, um, Double anointing, so applying to our our ministry gifts, applying to our work environment, applying to when we speak, the response we get when we speak, even things like when we pray for people, when we pray in general, you know, answered prayer, I mean, the anointing increasing on our lives touches every single area. You know, how the, the results of our prayers, when we're praying for family members, just anything you can think of. That's what the anointing touches. So we've got all-round all fruitfulness is enough. We've got, you know, double anointing as well. Adding numerically to the church. Amen. So each of us has a part to play. Some might bring in, I don't know, 10. Some might bring in one. Some might bring in two. But we all have a part to play. If all of us, and I think there should be a minimum, each one of us just brings at least one person. Just one, I mean, obviously we'll double. I mean, there's simple maths. You know, if a certain amount, everyone brings one, we will double. There's not, there's not a question. Some will bring more, some will bring less. But if we just play our part in the different is, oh, then there's the aspect of, then there's the aspect of double itself. And that's whatever that means to you. Whatever God is saying to you. So it could be doubling your finances. It could be, it could be something to do with your work environment. It could be anything. So what is God ministering to you? That's more of the blessing side. So what I'm, what I'm here to, to say this morning is that there's an area if you prioritize the area God is speaking to you about and placing on your heart that's the key to walking in all of this 90 days is not a long period of time I don't know if any of you have thought about it at very much so it's exciting because it's like wow you know what in 90 days that means it's coming soon but also that means it's coming soon <laughs> amen so it's like wow it's coming soon so I'm gonna see it soon but it also means I don't have very much time. So I can't just do what I want, you know, oh, it's fine, you know, two, three weeks, you know, I'll pick it up. There's not much time to play with. So we need to be intentional. Um, I'm sure we've all been intentional already, but maybe we'll, you know, we'll double our intentionality from today. Amen. So we need to be intentional. 90 days is not that far away. It's the 30th of April, end of April. So once we see, so once we get to there, we trust in God that by then it would have happened. That's going to take the supernatural move of God. For us to see double, even in our personal lives, is going to take a miracle. Hallelujah. I don't know if you thought it through. I've given it some, but it's going to take a miracle, which means you have, we have a part to play. We can't just sit there and expect double in 90 days. is going It's not going to just happen. It's not possible. Hallelujah. It's not going to take. There's a part we have to play as individuals. And I believe God has been speaking and he's going to continue speaking concerning that. Amen. Okay. So, um, where are we? Verse, uh, verse two, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise, go over the Jordan, you and all those people to the land, which I'm, which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. So let me just read a, a definition quickly of territory. Um, find one or two nice definitions, which I think captures all an area under the jurisdiction of a ruler or state. So it's an area under the jurisdiction of a ruler or state. So obviously, you know, we are kings and priests. That's what Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 tells us. We are kings and kings rule. Amen? Kings rule. So um, a territory is an area under the jurisdiction of a ruler or a state. So that area that, now this, this is part of what's starting to excite me. The area God is speaking to you about 
you can confidently go in there knowing it is under your jurisdiction. Did you, did you, all, did you, did you all hear that? It's under your, I mean, I want to make sure you got that. It's under your jurisdiction. So, so you have a right in that area to enforce certain things, to see certain things. In other words, the results you see there should be significantly better than the results you see anywhere else. Why? Because there's a grace in that area. Because God has given you jurisdiction. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so when you go, and we're going to talk a little bit about faith in a moment, how we have to see it. And we spoke about that last week. We spoke about vision. You've got to see it. Amen. You have to see it. It's like, okay, this is the area. Okay, maybe there'll be, you know, one or two things which might not go my way. They may or they may not. But if I, if I can stand saying, this is the land, this is the, t- this is the area the Lord has given me, and nothing is going to move me. Amen. That's when we start moving into the realm of faith. And it's the realm of faith that pleases God, and it's the realm of faith that gets results. And obviously, you know, we've heard about faith connected with the miraculous. So, so that area, the, that this specific area that God is whispering to you about, I, I really believe He's whispering to each one of us. I believe He started to whisper, and maybe He'll clarify it a little bit by the end of this. He's just whispering, saying, listen, this is the area I want you to prioritize. Over the next two months, this is the, this is the area. And, and we'll see. We'll define it in a moment. Don't worry. It can be people. It can be geographical. It can be a whole lot of things. It's not just geographical. So, but I believe God is whispering, and he's going to cons- will operate in that area. That's why it's so important to not, oh, it looks more exciting down there. That looks easier. This look, you know, no, no, no. The area God is putting his finger on. That's where, and we're going to see, you know, when we get to, but later maybe, when we get to Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas and Timothy, they, were try, they tried to go into a whole lot of places. And they were, they were barred. And the Spirit said, no, not here. No, not here. No, not here. And it was for a reason. Obviously, they went, I mean, uh, Paul is a relatively intelligent guy. You know, I, I believe they went there because obviously it looked advantageous. It looked beneficial. It probably looked open, actually. It looked like, oh, this is ready for harvest. Maybe this is my, it probably looked ready. And the Spirit was like, no, this is not the time. So we need to be sensitive as well. So the first thing, it's an area. I don't know about you, but this excites me. This, this is an area under my jurisdiction. I mean, I have, a, I, have a, I have rights in that area, which I don't have anywhere else. I have, I have increased rights to get better results, more significant results as a result of the rights I have in that area. As I locate that field, that territory, that area, and I really give my all into it, yeah, we'll see double in 90 days. Amen. Definitely. Okay. So one more, one more definition of, um, of territories as follows. It's an area in which one has certain rights. Okay. We looked at that for which one has responsibility. Listen to this. For which one has responsibility with regard to a particular type of activity. Okay, so that sounds long. So let me say, so it's an area in which one has certain rights. So it's an area where you have certain rights. Okay, we've, we've covered that. But now listen to the second part. Or, or, for which one has responsibility with regard to a particular type of activity. One has responsibility with regard to a particular type of activity. In other words, you can determine the activity that takes place there. I, does that not excite you? Does that not get you? You can do to 18, you read in the Amplified, to bind and loose, to decree, to declare, to, to declare unlawful or lawful. 
That's what you can do in that area. That grace is available in that area. It's available everywhere. Don't get me wrong. As a Christian, wherever you go, but there's some places you'll see it flow and get better results than others. Amen. So the Bible promises of, I mean, they promises to us no matter where we are, but there's certain areas which God has puts his finger on in certain seasons. And then as we make sure we prioritize those, we'll see the results of the promises we have manifest in greater measure in those areas. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to nail down today. God, what are you speaking to me about? Where are you putting your finger on? What is it you're wanting me to prioritize? As we prioritize that for the next, what have we got? Got, got on about two months left. As we prioritize that for the next two months, you're going to see some incredible things. One last, comment, one last comment I want to make. If God has called you to an area, it's because you have what it takes. Hallelujah. And, and, I, and I mean, I know we know this. I mean, it's, and we know this, but I think I need to re-emphasize re it. Because if he's called you somewhere, I mean, obviously it's, it's easy to maybe think, mm, I'm not sure. I mean, that's what the Israelites thought in Numbers, what is it, 14, 16, somewhere around there. They decided, no, 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 we're not sure if this is the right place for us. And they didn't want to go into the promised land. If God is called, putting his finger on somewhere, yes, you are the right person. Yes, you have what it takes. Hallelujah. Maybe it hasn't come out yet. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. But remember, God knows how he designed you. Maybe you have to step in there first to see certain things come out. And then they'll start to manifest. All of us are carrying much more than we realize. Hallelujah. So it's a, we have responsibility for a certain type of activity. So we can determine the activity that takes place in that, in that area. Amen. We can open, shut, close, release, declare, enforce. In that area, we have a higher authority to operate. Okay. Quick definition of jurisdiction. So just for the, we can make legal decisions in that area. Legal decisions. You can legally enforce stuff. You are the authority figure in that place. And we're going to get there in a moment. But that's where faith comes in. It's not seeing yourself as you see yourself in the mirror. It's seeing yourself as what the Bible says. It's seeing yourself as what the promise says. The promise says, no one will stand before me all the days of my life. Which means, in this, in this season, no matter what noise there is, you know, the wind is going, whatever, the sea is, the, Peter stepped out, he's starting to sink. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. I am the authority figure there. I am what the word says I am. That's where we start shifting from the realm of the natural to the realm of, you know, where we should be operating. You know, starting to live by faith, which is past, you know, what we see here. Amen. Okay. So let's look at verse um, 4, I think 3 and 4. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. So you can confidently know that in, which, in this area that God is speaking to you about, God has given to you. Everywhere you put your foot in that area, everywhere you go, you can know God has given it to you confidently. So here we go. So God is specific, and I believe he'll, he'll show each one of us where those bounds are. Verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Amen. So there's, this talks about a great sea. So there's some great things in that area. Amen. And God is going to show us how to lay hold of each one of those. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 5. Before we move, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man shall be able to stand before you 
all the days of your life. And that's what I want you to remember. We need to remember as we step into this area, as we say, yes, Lord, this is what I believe you're putting my finger on. You're, you're, you're focusing on this. You need to keep in mind no man will be able to stand before us. No whispering in rooms that, you know, we don't know anything about. Amen. No plans. No strategies. No, I mean, it says, it says in, in Psalm chapter, Psalm chapter 2 or Psalm chapter 1, Psalm chapter 2, it says the kings of the, of the, of the world get together, nations rage. And it says, you sits in the heavens shall laugh. Like, you know, these guys are not, he's sitting there going, okay, no, it's fine. What did Pastor Eric mentioned once? He said, you know, they, when, they, when they sit together and scheme, whoever they are, however big they, you know, whether they're spiritual, whether they're natural, whoever they are, when they sit and scheme, that's God's entertainment. That's his comedy. That's his comedy channel. He turns to that when he wants to laugh. He's like, really? Okay, no, that's fine. No, do your best. Because he knows, I mean, not only does he know the end from the beginning, so he knows how everything's going to work, so he knows how it's going to work out, he also knows who he is. And he's quite confident in his ability. You know, he said, he's, he made the scripture that, you know, I, I work to the good in all things. You know, I'm the, I'm the great God, whatever. He said what he said long before any of these situations came to pass. So those things are true because his word can't be violated. Amen. So he is that. So he's, he's like, okay, no, let them continue. It's fine. When, I, when, I, when the time is right, I'll arise, I'll shift things, and then, you know, it'll align. Amen. Remember, that's the God you're walking with. Hallelujah. In every one of those situations. So let's quickly, we're going to go look at the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I think we'll read from, we're going to read from verse 5 to 9. Um, let's have a look. Numbers chapter 14. So we're going to go there. <clears throat> let's see. Um, from, okay, let me read from verse 3. Why, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? that our wives and children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Sometimes we can think, I guess that's the, yeah, sometimes we can get a bit nervous. Verse 4, so they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Now they're trying to make up their own plans. Verse 5, then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly. They knew the God they served. They're the congregation of the children of Israel. Verse 6, but Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephune. Hey, I don't even know if that's right. But okay. I don't know if any of you could have done any better. So that's, that's so, so Jephune, uh, um, who were among those who had spied out the land. So two out of the twelve tore their clothes. These were men of conviction. They had strong conviction of what was right. Um, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel. The land we passed through. To spy out is an exceedingly good land. <clears throat> May I submit to you today, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to keep this in mind. I want you to stick it on your wall, whatever, put it on your phone, you know, you put it around. The land the Lord is speaking to you about is an exceedingly good land. It is an exceedingly good land. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. It might look, it might look barren. Remember in the beginning, you know, God called Abraham to, to the promised land and there was a famine. It didn't look so great in the beginning. He went down to Egypt. He got in trouble, you know, and then he went back up again to, you know, where he started. Isaac, I mean, he sowed in a famine. We use that scripture how many times? He also, God's, God now preempted. He's like, look, don't do, he didn't say don't do what your dad did, but don't go down because he was thinking of going down. Stay there. He sowed in the land in a famine and he reaped a hundredfold. So just because it looks like nothing, again, that's our, that's our natural vision. 
making an assessment based on what we can see on the surface, what we can see in this second, in this time period, because five minutes down the line, we don't know what's going to happen. Something could change. And based what we can see, you know, based on our understanding, our knowledge, our intellect, our background, our training, all of that, we're assessing things. But probably, you know, God has a little bit more experience than all of us. He knows what's in the ground. He knows what's going to take place, what weather, weather condition might shift things overnight even. He knows which person or company or whoever is going to move into that area very soon. Just as an example, he knows we have to, the, the plan has to be, this is a good land. God would never, never, never give you a land that is not good. Just because I can't see the goodness, it doesn't mean it's not good. Amen? They even saw some of the goodness. That are, you know, two people carrying grapes. I mean, hello. I mean, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think our minds can come. Two people carrying grapes. So there were even some good things they saw. And still they decided, you know what? Obviously they weren't operating by faith. They were operating by sight. So, but even if there's nothing good you can see, this is the land the Lord has blessed. This is a good land. He brings rivers out of the desert. Rivers out of wilderness. You know, it says, it says, as we walk through the valley of Baca, and that's just talking about us. Baca means bitter. That's talking about us. We make it into a stream. We make it into a pleasant place. And that's us. Me, Ryan, with my limited functionality and ability. How much more almighty God, if he sweeps his hand over the place, tomorrow, tomorrow it can go from desert to oasis. In a matter of moments. It can just, it can change in the blink of an eye. It can change in the blink of an eye. You might be involved. Who knows? But the thing is, if God has granted it to you, by God, it is a good land. And as we keep declaring, it is a good land. It is a good land. It is a good land. I believe too, one thing, what will happen is we'll start to see why it's a good land because we'll start to shift and start to operate in the realm of faith. So we'll start to see. God will start to open up our eyes to why it's a good land. And those declarations, if we really believe that God has put his word above all his name, if we really believe that the word of God splits timbers, mountains skip, whatever, deers give birth, um, he created the heavens and the earth with it, if we really believe that, imagine as you continue to declare that word over that area. If we really believe that the word of, the word of God is that powerful, is like a two-edged sword, dividing, cutting, slicing to the division of solemns, we continue to declare that word over that land. This is a good 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 land. I don't care what I see. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter. Even if it looks barren, this is a good land. And we'll see it start to change. That's when we tap into the realm of faith. That's when we tap into something different and start to say, okay, this is maybe in the natural, but this is what God's saying. Whose report will I believe? Every single day. I really feel it so strongly. We've got to keep declaring, it is a good land. Hallelujah. It is a good land. Amen. Um, and as we, as we finish verse 8, um, so the land we pass through despite is an exceedingly good land. Verse 8. If the Lord delights in us, if the, um, of course the Lord delights in us. I mean, he sent us Jesus, that by itself. So the Lord delights in us. Let me, let's just settle that. Definitely the Lord delights in us. Definitely. And the whole of the New Testament confirms that. Maybe they weren't sure, but in the New Testament we can be sure. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us, he, he will bring us, he'll show us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Hallelujah. 
a land which flows with milk and honey. Sorry, I'm just give me a second. Um, there we go. Look in verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our and their protection has departed from them. And the and Jesus goes on, does it not stop? So they are our bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Any one of those three by themselves is enough to conquer that land. The Lord is with us. Even if the protection hadn't departed, God being with them is enough to clear the land. If their protection had departed, they probably could have gone by themselves, even without God. Not that they would have, they could have taken the land. If they become our bread, definitely they could have taken the land. So God is with us, their protection has departed. So very quickly before we move, you also need to keep in our minds that if this is an area before maybe you've tried and you haven't succeeded, protection is whatever kept that place fortified, impenetrable, I couldn't get there, I couldn't make headway until now, I didn't see any um, headway, I didn't see any progress, whatever that was, it's gone. All of it is gone. Whatever was there, it is gone. God is saying, if God is putting his finger on an area He's no, what, would he send us to somewhere and then watch for us to fail? That's not the God I know. That's not the God I know. Last thing I want to mention, they are our bread. Any enemy, any opposition. Now this is where, this is where faith comes in. This is where we've got to shift from the natural. Myself as well. It's not, I'm not saying that it's just always an easy thing. But this is where you have to stand and say, you know what? This is what the word says. No matter how big they look, no matter how strong they look, no matter how impossible, you've got to, they are our bread. They are our bread. That's faith, amen? It's declaring what you can't see, declaring those things which appear to be not as though they were. That's what faith is. It's saying, you know what? This is what I see, but this is what I'm going to say. This is what I see, but this is what I believe. Hallelujah. This is what I see, but this is what I'm going to hold. That's faith. We have to start walking more and aligning more with that way of life, that operate, because that's where the blessings are. That's where the miracles are. That's where our inheritance is. Even Abraham's inheritance, well, it was by faith. Abraham's, so our inheritance is by faith. We're going to take this land, this area, you're going to see them become bread by faith. As you continue to stand saying, you know what? Whatever I'm hearing, wind, rain, screaming, shouting, whatever, this is my truth. I will not be moved and I will continue even if all I can do is stand. Because it might get to some times where all you can do is stand, which is an offensive position, by the way. But all you can do is stand. You are still winning. Just remind yourself. Keep remembering. If you're standing, you're winning. It might not seem like you're going for just standings, how we need to see whoever the them is, whatever the opposition is, whatever has been, we need to see it as our bread. Bread is not even something like, you know, we could one-on-one. -on -one. It's not even something here. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, talking about under your feet. I mean, you kind of eat it if you want to. You throw away it if you want to. It gets stale after a couple of days. I mean, bread doesn't have much, you know, sort of um, uh, uh, strength with regards to us. You know, I would hope that, you know, each one of us could be able to take on a piece of bread. You know, in your, you get what I'm saying? That's how, it, so it's not even just kind of on the same, I mean, it's really down there. That's how we have to see them, by faith. Hallelujah. Okay, let's quickly, um, uh, let's, we're going to go to um, two more scriptures, I think we'll close. Matthew chapter 10. 
So Matthew chapter 10 from verse 5 to 10 <clears throat> reads as follows. So Jesus has just commissioned his 12 apostles or his 12 disciples who he named apostles. The 72 haven't, haven't gone out yet. These are the, the 12 apostles which are now going out for the first time. Okay? So from verse 5, this is, this is, how, this is what it says. These 12 Jesus sent out. Now listen to this. He commanded them saying, He's now, he's now giving a bit of, a bit of directive. He's saying, look, this is your, this is your territory. This is your area. This is your field. This is where I need you to go. Okay? Do not. So this is where they can't go. Do not go into, go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. So it is very clear where they could go and where they couldn't, well, where they couldn't go was very clear. So not now. Even if the Gentiles look whatever they need, don't go there. Don't go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the Samaritans. Maybe you don't even understand. It's fine. Just don't. Uh, it'll become clear with time. For the moment, I mean, obviously they went there later. Amen? So, probably, so God was obviously doing something. So he knows why he gives us the boundaries he does. He knows why. Verse 6. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this wasn't a, this wasn't a geographical boundary. This was more like a people group. So as I say, the area God is speaking to you about, it might, might not be, it could be an area, it could be a place you go, it could be a couple of places you go, whatever it is, but God will make it clear. So, but from this scripture, it's very clear where to go and where not to go. But this is what I want to focus on, verse 7. As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And from verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. So what's, what's very clear from this verse, let me carry on from verse 8. Or as we get to verse 8, it's very clear, as we said earlier, there's certain rights, certain privileges, certain graces, certain giftings, which will flow as we're in, as we commit to the area God is saying, this is where I want you now. So you can pray for people anywhere, but there'll be a certain, you'll have, you'll, let me say it like this, there will even, I believe, there will even be certain skills, which maybe we haven't seen yet, which we are carrying as we go into that, we're thinking, God, how am I supposed to go into this area? Like, I don't know anything about it. It doesn't make sense. I'm not equipped. And as you get in there, I believe there will be a grace or graces which will start to flow, which were there. But obviously, I mean, maybe you couldn't use it anywhere else because it wasn't relevant. And, you know, and now, and God's also not under obligation, you know, to give you an, a, a spreadsheet or a bullet point page and say, listen, this is what's inside you. No, he shows it to us as we need it. And also as we're obedient. So as we go, I believe there'll be certain graces which will start to flow out and manifest. And what I'm trusting God for, and, I'm, and this is what I'm, I'm excited about, certain graces or skills even that we haven't even seen manifest yet. Certain things in our lives, we haven't even seen them yet. And it's like, oh, wow, sure, I didn't know I carried that. I don't, I don't you know, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, so... Believe me, it will, it will take place. You'll start to walk and it'll be like, oh, if I look at my personality, if I look at my background, if I look at my education, you know, if I look at whatever it is, how, how could I carry this? How could this possibly be inside me? This makes no slot with God. Unless he wrote the textbook, and that's the only textbook I know he wrote. Amen. That's the only textbook. So there might be things you're like, oh, I'm wired like this. I'm this kind of a person. And then you see... Something else comes up, this gift to maybe write books or something, for example, and your personality sitting that side of the spectrum doesn't write books. You, you get me, just for example, that officially speaking doesn't write. And you're like, sure, 
There's a bit of a grace. It's starting to flow in this area. I'm starting to have a, a hunger and also a passion for it. I'm starting to feel God's kind of touching on it. But, but, but me and books, I, you know, I don't even read that much. How can I start to write? You, you, you get what I'm saying? That is going to start to happen. I believe God will equip us for whatever we need for that area. Some of the things we have already, and they've started to work, and maybe they'll work on a higher level. Some of them we haven't even seen yet. God placed everything inside us we need for our full, in fact, for eternity, is placed inside us from before we were born. He knew the family, the background, the, it's there already. Hallelujah. So as we step in, we're like, God, hey, this is a good land. This is a good land. This is a good land. As you start to go, as you start to move, so you'll start to see some other things come out. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So this talks about um, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing lepers, casting out demons. Um, freely you have received, freely give. And obviously there's a, there's, a, there's a gospel aspect to all of this as well. In whatever that area is, God will speak to you as well and direct you. How does the God, what does the gospel look like here? Amen. So it's not just the natural functionalities, but they're gospel aspects. Maybe there'll be some people you pray with, share the gospel, whatever it'll be. But they're gospel realities. That's the field God has called you to. There's a grace in that area. There'll be gospel reality, and he'll show you how to further the gospel in there, what that looks like. As you commit to being his representative in that area, I believe we'll see some incredible things. Hallelujah. So, freely you, you receive freely. Provide neither gold nor silver, <clears throat> nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, or etc., etc., etc. So this even speaks about provision. Amen? We were talking a minute ago about certain blessings that were also going to accrue to us as we, as we commit to the area that God is placing his finger on, that, God, that God's whispering to you in your heart, that God is saying, look, this is, this is the area, this is the good land I've ordained for you. As we commit to that, provision will come. Hallelujah. So either provision in that area, or maybe you're trusting God for provision at the moment. As you step into that area, so you're going to see that provision increase, break forth, come forth, flow in a way that you trust in God for. Amen. And this covers everything. I mean, uh, well, for them in their day anyway. Gold, silver, copper, so, you know, whichever one you wanted. Um, bag, uh, two, two, okay, so there's an extra tunic. There were sandals. I don't see too many sandals, but okay. So there's extra sandals. There's a staff if you need help with walking. Um, for a worker is worthy of his food. Um, a worker is worthy of his food. God will look after us. God will keep us safe. God will continue to provide. Amen. So as we start to lay hold of this area, as we commit to it, as we walk in it, as we see it by faith, as we respond to it by faith, so other, other, God will start to move in other areas of our lives and touch other areas and provide in other areas. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Acts chapter 16. Uh, and that's, I think we're going to close with Acts chapter 16, verse, Acts chapter 16, we read from verse 6. <clears throat> so, Paul and Silas and Timothy, Timothy's joined Paul and Silas. Um, they've now just gone on another missionary journey. This is a, a big, a big area that is about to open up for them. And yeah, they're about to move. They've just come back from me. They've just come back from Jerusalem and the whole Jerusalem de decree, the thing about circumcision, that's all. This is, yeah. Verse 6. 
Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word of God in Asia. Asia probably looked exciting. It's interesting because who was the one who harvested Asia three chapters down the line? Can you remember? Acts chapter 19, he he preached in the school of Tyrannus for two years. And what does it say over there? It says, and okay, no, you can go and check it if you want to. <laughs> go and have a look. Quickly, we'll go there. We won't be long. Okay, look, uh, Acts chapter 19, but, I, but, but, but Prof is right. So um, I'm just going to find uh, verse 8. Acts chapter 19, verse 8. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> it says, and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Verse 9. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. So he was there for two years. Okay, that tells you in the next verse. And this continued for two years, so that all of... Don't go there. Don't go to Asia chapter 16. Asia Asia's coming in chapter 19. Amen. So the very same person harvested the whole of Asia. But number one, it probably wasn't the right time. Number two, I'm almost 100% sure that it, that wasn't the strategy in chapter 16. Amen? Maybe, whatever, for whatever reason, that's probably not the way he was going to go about Asia. I mean, can you imagine? Go teach in a Bible school for two years, and the whole of that, of that, whole of that Roman province is going to hear the word of the Lord. Don't, I don't even know if he knew Tyrannus, you know, whoever Tyrannus was. I don't even know if he knew him by then. So that was the strategy, but that was coming later. What I wanted to show you was there was an area God was saying no. But he wasn't saying no, actually. He was saying not now. He was saying this place, obviously, but the answer was not now. Maybe the people weren't ready. Maybe they wouldn't have got the harvest they would have. And as I say, maybe Tyrannus hadn't even started his Bible school then. You know, that's a joke. But, you know, we don't actually know. All I'm saying is the strategy he used, that probably wasn't the same strategy. So he did harvest Asia, but it was later. So that's what, so he listened. The Holy Spirit said, no, not now. He was forbidden because the time was wrong. They would have got some result, but it would, I mean, magnificent. Just go and read there the, the verse after that it says unusual miracles were done through the life of handkerchiefs you know that whole thing with handkerchiefs were taken to him and healed that happened that time it was the thing just exploded on a phenomenal level i submit to you i don't believe it that all of that would have taken place had they gone and then they would have seen some fruit but, I mean, what they saw was magnificent. Handkerchiefs and healing and the whole of Asia heard the word. I mean, everything they wanted took place. But they had to heed what the Holy Spirit was saying. So, when God's putting his finger on an area, he knows why. So, Asia was forbidden. Asia was forbidden because there was going to be an even bigger harvest by the same person. He's not saying it's not for you. He's probably just saying it's not for now. Maybe there's even some things we need to learn, some, some things we need to have our eyes open to. Who knows? God knows. But it's not, it's not for you. It's just not for now. And the result when it gets there is probably a hundred times better than what we would have thought. Okay, verse 7. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into uh, Bithynia, 
but the Spirit did not permit them. This was, was two, I think these were two cities also in Asia. So that's why they weren't able to go in there. So passing uh, Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood pleading with him, saying, and obviously Pastor Eric and Pastor Uber have shared this a couple of times, come over to Macedonia. I don't, obviously, maybe it wasn't as attractive. I don't, I don't know what the, it doesn't, the Bible's quiet. Maybe it was more difficult. Maybe it was harder to do ministry there. I don't know. Maybe it had to stretch their provision lines, however they got their provision. Maybe it stretched it too much. I don't know. But there was a reason they didn't go to Macedonia first. And I'm sure it wasn't just because it was further down the road. But, but, but then you see what happened. Now, after we had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. Whether it looked like we wanted it or not, whether it looked on the surface, mm -mm, concluding that the Lord has called us to preach the gospel to them. Macedonia was a Roman, was a Roman province, big, big province. Now, that was the place. Who, wh Why did God ordain that time, that place? Well, I don't know. We can probably look in Scripture and get some clues, but I don't know. God knew why that was the field for that time. Amen? God knew what that was. And we're going to get onto that, but what happened? Sure. But God knew why, and he knew why not the others. I mean, as I think, I think Paul went back to all of those. I mean, you saw what happened in Asia. God knows why. The grace is there in that area that God is putting his finger on. The, the skills, the, everything you need is there. The anointing, talking about double anointing. The, you'll see fruitful, all of that is in the area he's putting his finger on. Hallelujah. Then we see what happened as you continue from Macedonia. So they went to Philippi first with Lydia. Remember Philippi? Philippians, book of the Bible. So, you know, I mean that, so the church that they planted in Lydia's house, first thing. And obviously they ended up in jail. They have the story we all, we all talk about always. Paul and Silas singing jail. You know, angels or whoever it was scattered the whole prison. You know, earthquake and all of that. Pretty sure all those prisoners got saved. I mean, what did that do to that local area? I mean, think about all those prisoners. All of them. I'm pretty sure they got, because they didn't run out. They didn't, they, they all stayed in there. So obviously I'm pretty sure something took place. The jailer got saved. But I'm pretty sure he went on and did something strategic. Then after that, they go to Thessalonica, which is the main city in Macedonia. Remember the book, Thessalonians? That's the same church. Philippians, Thessalonians, some of the lovely stories we like to preach. All of that came out of this Macedonian time. If they'd said, no, I want to go to this area because I want to. God, I don't know what would have happened, but I know that stuff wouldn't have happened. And I know they wouldn't have seen the harvest that they did see. God has got an area for each one of us. Amen. There's an area he's speaking to us about. There's an area he's putting his finger on. There's an area he's stirring our hearts for. There's an area that he's gone ahead of us into, actually. He's, there. he's actually just waiting for us to get there. He's waiting. He's gone. He's prepared. Just like God went before them into the promised land. I mean, their protection couldn't have departed. They couldn't have become bread if God hadn't gone ahead. So God is waiting there for us to co-labor and partner with us. There's a land God has for us. Amen. There's a, there's, a, there's a place for this season. There's a field. And as we align with that, I believe that everything that we've been declaring about abundant fruitfulness on every side, about double anointing, you know, numerical values we're going to add, the doubling things in our lives, you know, salary, or whatever it is that God's speaking to you about, 
you know, all of those things, I believe that this area is going to be very strategic in bringing all of that out. So as we commit to God, as we commit to the area that He's putting His finger on, I believe we're going to see a harvest within the next two months in this year of miracles. In this year of miracles, which is going to be miraculous. You can't have a, you can't have a miraculous harvest in a field of your own choosing. Amen? It's not possible. You can't decide on the field. You can't decide on the field and still want a miracle harvest. God, come and bless the place I want to be in. It doesn't work like that. You can go where God has prepared the ground. That's where you see the miracle. You only see the miracle. We thank you for, we thank you for today. We thank you for the harvest field you've prepared for us. Thank you for the ground you've prepared for us, Lord God. Thank you for the field you have blessed, Lord God. Thank you for the the giftings, the graces, what you've prepared for us to walk in, what you've, what you've ordained for that area, Lord God, what you've purposed for that area, what you've made, what you've released for that area, the empowerment, my God, that we are going to walk in, in that area, the ability, Lord God, thank you that you've lifted us up. There's been a raising up, Lord God, And we will see the manifestation of that raising up in the area you have called us to. We will see a miraculous harvest in your field, Lord God. In your harvest field. In the field you have blessed and you have laid your hand on. Thank you, Lord God, for the skills that are going to flow out of each one of us as we step into the area that you've ordained. Lord, I'm excited just because of the new talents, the new abilities, the new, the new, the new abilities, Lord God, that we're going to, that each of us are going to see as we step into the area that you have blessed, the field that you have blessed. Things which we never realized before or had been dormant or we thought or popped up before. We thought, no, no, I can't do that. This is not for me. It's not possible with my personality, my background, my Whatever, this can't happen. It's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. In the field that the Lord has blessed, everything in there is blessed. And that includes us. We are blessed in in the fullness of blessing. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our strategies, our ideas, the favor on our life, our relationships. We we. We position ourselves in that blessing to lay hold of everything you have for us, to to raise up a hand, to to hook in, to to go higher, to go higher. As you as you said in Revelation, come up higher. This is now as we step into the field you have blessed. So, Lord God, this is our time to come up higher. This is our moment to come up higher. This is when we will come up higher, Lord God. This is a promotion. The field that you have blessed, the field you speaking to God, to us about, that is a promotion. Even if we've been there for many, many years, a fresh word has come, Lord God. Fresh grace is there for that field. So to even go up higher in the same field you have been in for however, for years, now is the time. Because God has declared 90 days, He's declared doubly, He's released His grace his empowerment. Father, 
We're going to operate by faith. We are not going to go by what our eyes see, Lord God. We are going to go by what you say, by what your word promises, by what you speak to us. We're going to look beyond the natural. We're going to hook into the realm of faith, the supernatural, the realm where your word is, Lord God. We're going to hook into that, lay hold of that, and walk by that. That, we're going to lay hold of that as our present, as our truth, as our reality, Lord God, and not be moved by the wind and the waves around us, Lord God. By starting to walk on water and looking at what's going on, we will keep standing. Father, we love you. We bless you. You have God, hey, you have empowered us for this field. You have empowered us for this field. Thank you, Lord God, for a miraculous harvest. We bless you and give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. As we close our, as we, hallelujah. As we close our service, as we close, I'm not going to call you out, but um, just stick up your hand, wave at me. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer. So if, you, if that's you, you can pray this prayer along with us. And if you're watching online, please feel free to pray this prayer and please get hold of us. We'd like to connect with you. Amen. And play a part in adding value to your growth going forward. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Father God, I come before you today. I realize that I need you. And I ask you to come and live in my heart. Step into my heart from this day forward, forever and ever. I make a decision. I turn away from everything I know to be wrong. And I thank you that as I do that, you will give me the power to continue walking out that decision. Thank you for the grace to become everything you've ordained me to be. Thank you, Lord God, that a new life starts today. Peace, grace, rest, abundance, everything which I haven't seen until now is mine from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We honor you for today, for your word, for doing more than we could ask or imagine. We bless you and we give you glory. Thank you for exceeding our expectations, for exalting your name. Thank you that you've gone ahead of us, Lord God, into the field that you have blessed. Thank you for the field that you have blessed, Lord God. And it's such a field for each one of us. My God, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. We honor you. Hallelujah. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.